Church today as we get to celebrate Stampede Sunday. And I don't know about you, but this is something I've been looking forward to for a few years. We haven't been able to do this, and so we are just so blessed to be able to have the privilege of doing this today. My name is Pastor Todd, along with my wife Jan. We are the lead pastors here at Eastside City Church. So whether you're joining us here in person, which we're so glad, there, I see lots of visitors and guests here today, as well as those who are online, we just want to welcome you here today. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit today as I was praying and preparing for uh, our gathering today, I just want to share a little word over you. And I, have de- I declare this word of refreshing over you today. I feel in my spirit that many here need a refreshing or a recharging of just your spirit. And I'm just praying that today would be the beginning over this summer season that you would just be refreshed. That's what God has for you. Amen? So Father, I declare that. I just declare a refreshing in everybody's heart and in their spirit. Lord, no matter what they've, they're coming through, a lot of us have been on a long journey of battling and dealing with all sorts of things. And God, we know Lord, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And so, God, I just declare that over every single person here today. Well, again, I am excited. Uh, Let's do this today. We haven't done this in a while. It's Stampede Sunday. Can everybody give me a big Yahoo? What? There we go. We're into this here today. Well, today is Stampede Sunday. And I want to share this. When I think about Stampede... It reminds me of the pioneering spirit that Calgary and this beautiful province was birthed in. And I, as, I, as I studied this, as I looked at it, as I, I looked at this, people migrated from the eastern part of Canada to, to the west. They were seeking adventure, new opportunities, and a word that we're going to talk a bit about here this morning for a few minutes, freedom. You see, the freedom to make a better lives for themselves and their family, to have the opportunity maybe to own some land, to worship God without restriction, to start afresh and anew. And I believe this, that there is something inside the heart of each man, each woman, each child that longs to be free. It is a desire, I believe, that is woven inside of us into the fabric of our soul by our creator, God, our heavenly father. I believe this, that freedom is an essential uh, ingredient in the healthy growth of love in our lives. If we want to have good relationships, we want to be free in those relationships. And I believe this, that freedom is as a precious resource that must be cared for and nurtured responsibly. Now, here's the question that I have this morning. Is freedom best realized in the absence of restraint, where you can just do anything and whatever you want to do? Or is it better manifested under the willing submission to personal discipline and sacrifice? In the Bible, Jesus tells a story about a father and his two sons. Maybe you've heard this before. It's, it's something that is shared in churches all around. It's called the prodigal son. And it's the story of how the youngest son decided that he wanted unlimited freedom without restraint. And here's what it says in Luke chapter 15. If you would turn there with me in your Bible to Luke chapter 15, verse 11 is where we're going to start. And we're going to read a few verses there. I'm going to read out of the New International Version translation today. It says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. 
The younger son said to his father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got all together, got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth with wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a, a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. I want to start right here. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I'm sure we've, you've had a, this, a moment like this, and hopefully you'll relate to where I'm at. But last week I was in a, a meeting, and one of our staff members pulled out some candy. Now, when I say candy, I mean bulk bags of candy. You know when you get those big bags like at Costco that are just full of uh, Swedish fish and uh, uh, berries and, and um, gummy worms? And I mean, I mean, those are things that I, I just have a, a little bit of a weakness towards. Anybody else here have a, you get pull out some of that candy, you just kind of, uh, you, you gravitate towards it. So, um, you know, like a ma- the mature adult that I am, I began to grab handfuls of this candy and that candy and, and, and another one and so on. And it was wonderful at first. I mean, it was so awesome it, 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 because my sweet tooth was being satisfied. But here's what happened. After about 10 minutes, I don't know if you've been in this spot, um, I began to feel a bit nauseous <laughs> uh, as a sugar bomb went off in my body. You know, where all of a sudden something that was so good, it was so great, you're like, man, I love this. All of a sudden I had so much of it, I had too much of it, I wasn't feeling so good anymore. And I was so sick that I didn't want to see this candy again for the rest of the, well, at that moment, probably my life is what I was feeling, but at least not anymore that day. Have you, have you ever had that something in, where you've eaten it and you're just like, man, I shouldn't have done that? I believe this, that unrestrained freedom always leads to sickness, dependence, and bondage. You know, there's an attitude that sometimes people have, I can, I can do whatever I want, I, I don't need to follow any rules, and on the outside, this attitude can sound liberating. In fact, it's something that's promoted. You watch movies and television or, or TV, and it's kind of like, do whatever you want, as much as you want, it's the greatest thing in the world, but what they don't tell you what they don't tell you is that it never ends up in a good place. We see this attitude in the story above, and for whatever reason, the younger son no longer wants to live under the guidance of his father. The Bible doesn't tell us why he wants to leave. He doesn't give what was going on beforehand. It just says that he wanted to leave, and from the context of the story, if you read along farther, it is apparent that he wants to be free to make his own decisions so he can live the way that he wants to live. And in order to do so, he makes this incredibly bold request by asking for his share of the family inheritance while his parents are still living. I mean, that's crazy. That's pretty bold. But here's what's even more crazy. In an unprecedented move, his father grants him the request giving his son a massive sum of money without any rules or boundaries. Now, I always think about this stuff. What would I do? What would you do if you had a million dollars? 
How, how would you spend it? What if, if today you went home, uh, you opened up your uh, banking online, or you opened the mailbox, uh, or on the front of your door there was a check, or there was a, a million dollars in your account? What would you do? How would you spend it? I mean, it's kind of fun sometimes to think about how you would handle those things. And, and I, here's what I, as I was thinking about this question, I know how I would spend my money now is much different than it would have been when, when I was in my teens or my 20s. Who'd say that? The, the things that I value, the things that I think are, are really cool are not quite the same as I'm at this stage in my life. And as expected, when we read this story, what does he do? The younger son wastes his whole inheritance on wine, women, song, and wild living. That's what the Bible says. He, he, he blew the whole stash. Uh, I mean, if you've ever heard about lottery winners, uh, there's a lot of, there's actually a website that's dedicated to the stories of people that have won massive amounts of money, and in no time, uh, it's gone. And the Bible, though, says he was so broke that he hired himself out to a pig farmer to feed his pigs. He literally became a a, a, a slave, whatever the guy wanted for a, a limited amount of money. Now, when we, we, we think about pigs, you know, pigs will eat anything, uh, especially disgusting things, including rotten trash and, and all that kind of stuff. And here's what we need to understand about the story, why Jesus even gave us this example. It's important for us to understand Jewish people were not allo- allowed to touch a pig, uh, let alone feed them. It was considered a gross abomination in their culture to be around these unclean animals, punishable by being even removed from the community. And here's what the story is. He had sunk so low in his life where he thought he was going to be free. He thought he was going to be able to do whatever he wanted to do. He thought he could just, he could just uh, you know, it was going to be fun and exciting. Now because of, of just this unrestrained living, doing whatever he wanted to do, now he was at this place where he'd sunk so low that he was not only feeding the pigs, he was so hungry, he was willing to eat their food. He would be willing to eat pig slop. I don't believe he could have imagined how he could get to a place like this in his life. I don't know. I don't think when he set out from his father's house, he thought he'd end up in a place where he was doing it, but his lust for self-serving led him into slavery and bondage. And as a pastor, I've observed, I've, 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 had the, the privilege of talking to many people, and I've even sometimes in my own life and in certain areas, you can sometimes wonder, how do you get to the certain place? How did I get to this place that seems so far away from what I dreamed about or where I thought I was supposed to live or be? How do we get there? How do I, how do I get out? And here's what I believe we, we want to focus on today. What is freedom is freedom so that we can do everything that we want to do without restraint or without rules? Or is it best exercise when it comes to what God has set up for us? You see, I believe this. God did not pay, pay the price for our freedom so that we could live exclusively for ourselves. You see, we have that choice. God gives us that choice. We can do it. But to choose to prioritize our own personal gain and our own personal pleasure is a trap that inevitably makes us a prisoner to ourselves, 
to other people or to substances or things. Peter Marshall wrote this, may we think of freedom not as the right to do as we please, but as the opportunity to do what is right. My definition of freedom is this, the opportunity to do everything God purposed for you to do with, without outside restrictions. What I mean by that is serving God fully without other people telling you, well, you can't do that. You're not allowed to worship God that way. You can't talk about Jesus. You see, God gave us the freedom to be able to fully live for him, to do what he created us to do, to be everything he designed us to be, to pursue him without limitation. That's God's desire and design for our lives. See, freedom is this. Freedom focuses less on privilege and more on principles. Freedom focuses less on personal pleasure and more on pleasing God. Freedom focuses less on what's in it for me and more on helping others. That's what freedom is for, for you to discover God's purpose. You want to be free? Discover who God created you to be. Kind of rhymes, doesn't it? I believe this freedom is, and here's my final few thoughts. First of all, freedom is released when we know who we are. When we know who we are, what do we mean by that? When we know who God created us to be. You know, I believe this, that we are called to be comfortable in who God created us to be. I see a lot of people, I was a youth pastor for many years, I grew up in my own life, when a lot of times when I have faced challenges or difficulties is because I'm trying to impress other people or I'm trying to get people to like me. And what happens when we try to get people to like us? We become somebody or something that we're really not. And the problem with that is then it begins to produce, we begin to not recognize who we are. Why? Because that's not who God created us to be. But maybe for some of us, we have to break off in order to know who we are, some of what I call the bondage labels. Like maybe you grew up and people told you you weren't very smart or you were dumb. Maybe you have the label worthless on you, or maybe you, you have things and titles. Maybe you're struggling with things, and people have even said, you know, you're, you're an addict, or you, you have these things. And what Jesus says, I want to tell you who I say that you are a champion, a son, a daughter, created with purpose, design, intent. You see, when you understand that, when you understand who God created you to be, that you have purpose, God, then all of a sudden you, be, you, can, you can come and become free to do what God's called you to do. And maybe you're here today and I know that I've walked through these things even in my own life, and I've been here. Maybe, maybe some of you need some healing to understand that, and that's okay. I believe that God places, a, there, there's great Christ-centered uh, counseling that's available to people. We've, we've shared this over the last few years uh, as we went through COVID, that if anybody needs some help in that area, our church has opportunities and will connect you to those services. But as well, we have a great um, 
ministry in our church called Celebrate Recovery that meets here every Tuesday evening that's changing people's lives. Why? Because they're discovering who they are in Jesus, not what other people have said they are. Each of you is created with purpose and significance, and I believe God's desire is that you would believe that and receive that. Here's the second thing about freedom. Freedom comes from honoring God and his word. I grew up being told that religion, especially Christianity, was stuffy and restrictive. You know, those Christian people, I, was, I, I grew up in a family that was actually kind of antagonistic towards God and biblical thinking when I was really younger. And they said, you know, you don't want to get too religious. Why? Because then you won't be able to have any fun in life. Sadly, most of the people who said that to me experienced broken relationships, unhealthy lifestyles, continual challenges full of trauma and drama. See, the Bible is not a list of rules and regulations to, experience, to keep you from experiencing good things in your life, but it is your owner's manual for living life to the max. See, Jesus makes the statement in John 10, 10. He says, the thief, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. God wants you to experience the full measure of living and freedom. And it comes through honoring him and his word. Jesus wants your life to be full, full of peace and joy and goodness, great relationships, abundant provision, and maximum impact. See, there's a freedom that comes from honoring God and his word. Number three, freedom is produced through self-discipline and serving others. Self-discipline can be defined simply as restraint. Did you know that self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit? That self-discipline is something the Spirit wants to put in it. Why? Because it's, it's, a, it's an important thing. You see, restraint is not a popular word these days. We don't like to wait for things. Saying no, as you heard me say to, uh, share earlier, to excessive sweets. You know, I don't, that's not always fun. Saying no to God, I have it now, purchases. Or how about to sex before marriage? You see, when we say no to those things, it doesn't produce lack in our lives, but it allows us to live and love to the fullest. Denying ourselves something now for something better later, right? My mom used to tell my sister and I when we were growing up that she goes, I want you to think about this. She goes, most people will play now and work for the rest of their lives. But she goes, there are a few truly wise people, the ones who work now and save now so that they can play later. Restraint. See, those who learn to delay self-gratification will live a life of freedom. Healthy living, healthy giving. Um, oh, one of the ways as well that we learn to deny ourselves is through serving other people. Healthy giving, not codependency, of our time, talents, and treasures does two things. It removes our attachment to stuff, but releases incredible joy and fulfillment in our lives. Here's the last thing that I want to do today to say about this. Freedom comes from surrendering to Jesus. When we surrender our lives to Jesus, it releases us from the power of sin, breaks the works of the enemy, and frees us from ourselves. John 8 
36 says this, so if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. I don't know where you are at today in your heart, but I believe today God wants to release freedom in our lives. I don't know what brought you here today, but I know that God is for you and not against you. I believe today that maybe some are here and they've, they've, you've come to a place where you've, that, that there's been some things in your life that have got attached to you that, that you know are not healthy, you don't like it. <clears throat> I believe that today God wants to begin to release you from those bondages so that you can experience more of his freedom. For some of you, God wants to change your mindset of what freedom is. He wants you to understand that freedom comes from truly serving him, from truly giving your life to him. And today, God might be asking you to surrender yourself to him afresh and anew. With every head bowed and every eyes closed today, who today would say, if I'm being honest, Pastor Todd, I've got some areas in my life where I'm not experiencing freedom. I want God to, to touch me here today. I need God to help me. I've been battling with things. I've been carrying some things. If God's speaking to you, would you just lift your hand right where you're at today? I'm going to pray today. Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being here today with us today to hear what God wants to do. You can put your hands down. Maybe you're here today and you don't have even, you, you, you don't have that beginning step, which is a relationship with Jesus. You haven't given your life to Jesus, but today you would like to do that. Heads about eyes closed. Would you raise your hand today? If you're saying, today I need Jesus. I've, I've never made this commitment. Thank you for that. Anybody else here today that would say that? I want to pray today. Father, I thank you for every person that's here. Lord, I thank you that we get to celebrate freedom. We get to celebrate the spirit of stampede, that, of people coming to be able to start things afresh and anew. And I pray for every single person here today, that God, that there would be a freshness that would come into their life. And those, Father God, that, that are battling with some things, those who are holding on to some things, whether it's just, uh, Lord, things of, of, that, have, of, that have attached themselves to them, and, and Lord, that hasn't produced that freedom, God, I pray that you would break it off of them in the name of Jesus. I pray that people would be able to experience you, Heavenly Father to the fullest. I pray there would be no restrictions on knowing your love and your goodness and your grace and your favor upon their lives. God, I ask you, Holy Spirit, to do something afresh and anew. And Lord, for those that are here today that have never, ever, Father God, experienced your love and your forgiveness, God, I pray right now, right where you're at, that you would embrace, you would accept Jesus to come. And you just ask him right now, you would say this, Jesus, I confessed I've sinned. I ask you to forgive me, to free me. Help me to become like you. I thank you for your death, burial, and resurrection. And I receive your free gift of eternal life. Praise God. Praise God.